Carl Frampton end up um, winning that fight, then I'm going to go whoop his ass for Jamez. We'll see. Is he a Sheffield Wednesday supporter? What's his best? <laughs> is it Lau? Is it? Yeah. Carl Frampton is a good fighter, though. Uh, I don't got no... I just think he's too small. I seen him in person, he's real small. It'll be hard with somebody like me in front of him at no distance and really like as skillful as I'm, I am. Like he's pretty skillful himself, but I think my skills is kind of like, with all due respect to him. Everyone has opinions, but um, what I was always told about height is we're all the same height land down, so doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> And what do you think about him saying, oh, yeah, skill-wise and technique-wise? Well, he's a very, very skillful fighter. Um, but everything has to come into plan in a fight. And, and it's not just about skill level. It's a, there's so many other things. Um, I think that he's a terrific fighter. But I want to be a world champion. So um, if he has a world title and that's the route that I have to take, then I'm, I'm happy to take that fight. And he's a bit cheeky, is he? Well, he's, he's a young kid, isn't he? And he, he's very, very confident, obviously. He was, uh, he was, he was complimentary there too, so. Um, and he's, he's an amazing fighter, an amazing fighter. He's no Mexican slayer though, is he? No, he's not. I don't know, I, yeah, I'm sure he's fought a few Mexicans, but I am the original Mexican slayer, yeah. I, I was actually willing, you know, and looking forward to coming to Belfast in, in, in past June, even as a world champion, because I gave Carl all the respect and um, credit in the world because Carl Frampton, no matter what you may say about him, he's a two-divisional world champion. He has accomplished a lot more than I have in my career. And I just want to tell him, tell him thank you for reaching out when I have tested, and I supposedly tested negative again. You know, he had reached out and, and you know, said some kind words. And, and I, like I said, I, I can't, I have nothing bad to say about Carl Frampton. Jamal has always been respectful to me. Um, there's been zero disrespect between either of us um, and, and we know what this is it's just a, it's a fight um, he wants to fight me I want to fight him because he's got a world title um, no animosity um, mutual respect there always has been I think there will be even more of a respect when we eventually do fight and that's the way boxing should be what is it you really liking the people you met other than Quig I really um, liking the people you met Quick was alright, you know, it wasn't the, the only one I really didn't like was a, a Chris Avalos fella, um, American loudmouth, but um, I, I don't know, just, I don't get caught up in the bullshit, that's all. Um, and there's no need for it, I, I just don't, that's not me, and I don't like it, but um, I'll give it back if someone, if someone wants to have a go. <laughs> and having the Herring fight to focus on, obviously, you know, it's been a bit of a rough couple of years since the uh, Warrington fight, like getting the big fight. Nearly, like, it seemed like you nearly lost this one a few days ago when Vardanian couldn't get mm. through. Yep. Is it nice to know that that's definitely there and he definitely wants it, even though the world's gone mad? Look, of course, and, and it's what, yeah, what's keeping me positive is how much Jamel has been talking about the fight, Bob Arum and Frank have been talking about the fight as well, and I obviously want the fight, and I know that, so, um, I think I think it'll happen. I, do, I genuinely believe it'll happen, but not, you know I don't want to be complacent or take my eye off the ball. I, I have to deal with Darren Trainer. If if I lose to him, then that fight doesn't happen. Not a chance in hell it happens. And if I do lose to him, my career's over. So I'm not the, not prepared to let that happen.
and a, a little word about just the just the idea of fighting in front of nobody. I guess that's fairly new experience for you because you've got pretty loud fans that follow you everywhere you go. I now. do. I would always got a good fan base at my fights wherever I go, and I have for a, for a number of years now. But um, and I'm used to big atmospheres. But you know, I've, I spar in front of very little people, and I try to win every spar. As an amateur, you know, I fought in like Eastern European countries in front of not very many people and, and pretty big amateur tournaments that you're trying to win. So um, the thing is, me and trainer and everybody else on the night are in the same atmosphere. So um, what he's hearing is exactly what I'm hearing. So it, it'll, not, uh, it'll not make too much of a difference, I don't think. This is Andy Porowal for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by Felix Cash over Zoom. Felix, first and foremost, how are you doing? Not too bad, mate. How about yourself, all right? I'm good, mate. Good, obviously. It's good to hear you doing well yourself. You're in the bubble now. You spent just a, probably just under 24 hours, I believe, there. How have you found it? Yeah, found it. Right. Listen, it was, all right. it was a bit boring yesterday, being locked in the room. But listen, it's not too bad now. now you know, at least you're outside, you have a chat. You know, I know a few people in there too, so... Listen, just go on with it, don't you? So it's just, um, you got, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. Now, most people, when I ask them, they tend to say, I watch a bit of Netflix or might play PlayStation and that. I don't imagine Tony Sims is a Netflix and chill type of guy. So, what's Tony been doing? Um, so Tony's not in there to, 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 to more, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, um, he, 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 he's been, um, he'd be, he'd be, I'll be honest with you, he does watch a bit of TV. He likes his films. He likes his films, um, Tony does. He does like his films. Felix, let's obviously get into the reason you're in the bubble this week. You're facing Jason Wellborn on Friday night. What should you expect from Jason or what should you expect from Jason? We know that in the past he's been a come-forward, aggressive fighter. Are you expecting that from him? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting more of the same. You know, um, I don't think he's, he's going to do much else. I think he's just going come to come, to, come to have a rock with me. And, um, you know, he's, um, he's going to do what he normally does. He comes to fight, he's game, he's strong and he's... You know, listen, he's, um, he always gives his all, so I'm expecting a good half-five from Jason Wilborn. How are you looking to deal with How are you looking to kind of manoeuvre around that? Will you be looking to get stuck in or will you be looking to use your boxing skills instead? Listen, uh, we'll have to wait and see on the night. You know, we can, you can come up with a thousand game plans. I know you've got to come in with a bit of a sort of game plan, but once that bell goes, you never know what's going to happen. I'm just going to um, go with the flow when, when I'm in there and, um, and make the adjustments I need when I'm in there. A victory for yourself. What would you do for your career? How do you see the rest of this year playing out? I don't really know. I've obviously, um, I have to wait and see. But you know, I want another big fight, obviously, before the, the year's out. Um, I don't know. We'll just see what after Friday. We'll see what's next. Whoever's next, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go and fight anyone, and um, and that's what that's what it's all about. And um, but listen, the biggest and the best fight out there. That's that's the fight I want. I know you was previously looking at the Marcus Morrison fight. Is that still of interest that's to you? Right. Listen, that fellow just, I don't know what to say about him. But listen, he's, um, why would I fight him now anyway? Beat Wellborn, what am I going to get out of beating him? You know what I mean? It's, um, I just like, I'd like, I'd like a bigger fight and um, so something else would probably be more my fancy. But listen, if I have to, if I have to get him with him and um, do a job with him, I will. Moving forward, just to touch on your camp, mate. So John Doherty on the card, has John been looking in camp? Um, John, he's um, he's looking really good in camp. He's um, he's manifest the best I've seen him look um, since he's been down at the gym with me. Um, he's been sparring, he's been sparring Craig Richards, some good sparring he's had in the camp, and um, I've seen him spar. Um, he's been sparring John Ryder, 
Um, he's been looking good, though. He's, he's been proving his defense is getting better, and he's um, he's improving as an all all around fire. He's um, you know, he's looking good, the doc, and you know, he's uh, he's improved a lot. I think this is a good fight for him. Um, you know, it's a good experience fight for him. That is, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna look good on Friday night. And a couple of weeks ago, we saw another one of your campaigns, Ted Cheeseman, produce one of the fights of the year against Sam Eggington. What did you make of Ted's performance in their fight? Yeah, it was a good performance. I was happy for Ted. Honestly, I was over the moon for him. He's um, listen, he's worked hard, Ted, and he put on a good performance and and, and got the job done. And like you say, it was a good another top top strap for for people watching. I think everyone enjoyed. It. Everyone that watched it enjoyed it. Um, probably except from the two in the ring, but I don't know how much they enjoyed it. But they probably enjoyed it too. But two fight men. But listen, it was um, it was a great fight to watch. Felix, final thing I forgot to ask you about. We know it's behind closed doors. How do you feel about that? How do you feel you'll adapt to boxing without a live audience there? Um, I don't know. When a fellow comes comes charging from the other side of the ring trying to take your head off, I think um, I think you won't be long um, trying to take his head off. So, listen, well, um, it's going to definitely be a new experience for us. And um, it's definitely going to be something a bit different. Listen, it's part of history. This is, you know, I don't think this is going to happen for a long time again. And it's great to be a part of. And um, I'm looking forward to Friday night. Felix, thank you, Simon. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Yes. How's everything going? You good? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the fight coming up. Obviously, an undefeated opponent who's quite older mm -hmm. than you. Uh, what kind of win are you looking for? Uh, in this fight, what, would you want a stoppage? You want to feel out the rounds because obviously it's been a while since you've been in the ring. What are we looking for? Um, of course, I love a stoppage, but you know, of course, it's going to be a win, no doubt. But it is, we'll just see how he comes out. It's all on how he comes out. Yeah. You know, then we'll just we'll just adapt to how he comes out, and you know, we'll adapt, we'll adapt, looking good, how to win, how he comes out. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this is your first undefeated opponent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, does that, you know, mentally, do you prepare a bit more differently? Is there a bit more added pressure on yourself? Do you think, all right, uh, I need to knuckle down a bit more on this? No, no pressure. It's just more like, I'm going to take this guy's, um, I'm going to take his take his first loss. I'm going to take it from him. I'm going to snatch his soul from him. That's what it's more like. But there's no pressure. Like, this is what we're here for, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, Andy mentioned uh, Archie Sharp there. I spoke to Archie yesterday and I told him, that I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get you versus him while, you know, you were under the same banner. Essentially, it could have been easier to make. Um, but are, are you disappointed that you didn't get to prove yourself against him who both of you were, like, on a rise together at the same time? So were you, like, kind of disappointed um, that you couldn't get it on when things, you know, as people would say, would have been easier to make? Um, I don't know because we're both on our same, like, kind of building up platform, whatever. Mm. And, like... Obviously, I had the Commonwealth, and then he had the um, WBO European, whatever it was. So, it would have been nice for like a British title. Yeah, you know, like, being like something where it's like yes, but you know we're both on a different kind of a path. But you know maybe one day we could just we join. Yeah, for sure. He's looking to fight uh, Frampton uh, in the near future. He's also mentioned fights with Shakur Stevenson or Jamal Herring. He's really looking to burst onto the world scene. How do you see him coping with those types of fighters? Um, he's a good fighter, so he could he could adapt. Yeah. He could adapt to towards whatever you know. It all just depends on the man of the night in it. So 
he's not he's not a, he's not a rubbish fighter. He's a good fighter. So he seemed like a fighter that he can can adapt to anybody like that. So you know, hopefully, he can do well. Uh, moving on, I spoke to uh, you know your good friend Lyndon Arthur a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we we spoke of our uh, another mutual friend of yours, Bugsy Malone. Um, and we, you know, we've seen what happened to him recently, obviously with his accident, and now he's coming back and he's, you know, back in his music scene. But one thing that you know kind of uh, grabs my attention is it must be an incredible energy between the, you know, three plus more of you guys as friendships, and you guys are doing, you know, amazing things for yourself. So, talk to me about like the the energy between you guys. It's just friendship, you know. Um, obviously, on the social media side, a different side, like oh, boxer, rapper. But you know, when it's all that. Gone. It's just we're all friends, we're all banter, we just laugh. Like it's normal to us, mm. you know. I mean, sometimes you do sit back and think, wow, all of us, I'm a fighter, he's a fighter, he's a rapper. But like, it's nothing, you know. I've got my, and I've got my little cousin Brandon Williams too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's doing his bit. So it's just it's just nice to have that little people around you, positive, breathe positive. You know what I mean? Like we're all positive. For sure. Uh, he, he boxed himself. Uh, tell me about a bit of his boxing from what you've seen. Because apparently he could have made it. Or he could have done that. He if, if it's, yeah, yeah, boxing. Yeah, he can fight, man. Yeah, yeah. Bugsy can. Yeah, he, his time is he's a good fighter. You know, he really, he's, he's kind. Of got a little side on style. Mm. Got good timing, fast man. But you know, he went onto a different path. But yeah. he could have been. He could have made himself and become something. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, for sure. All right, listen, all the best on Saturday. Uh, and hopefully we get to see you back in arenas where we can actually watch you uh, fight in life as well, uh, which will be exciting, man. All the best. Nice to meet. Thank you. Yeah. Jonathan, do you want to jump next? Yeah, Jonathan I for Pro Books and Fans. Hey, Fi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye, Fi fans. This is Andy Perrault for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by Rachel Ball over Zoom. Rachel, how are you? I'm really, really good, thank you. Really, really well. That's good to hear. Now, obviously, you're in the bubble now. You've been there for probably just close to 24 hours, if not a bit longer. How have you found the experience? I've loved it so far. It was a little bit daunting initially. I think because I was just like that worried about packing everything because it's like packing for a, a summer holiday and a boxing fight and taking a week's worth of meals with you as well. So it's, you know, you don't want to f- forget things. So it was a bit overwhelming, a bit stressful, but once up here, I've just relaxed and it's just been lovely and everyone's really, really friendly, um, very helpful, so yeah. What was the experience like waiting for your test results? Was you a little nervous? Was you there thinking is something gonna come back um, negative or positive rather? A, a little bit, yeah, I mean, you just never know. You know, I knew I didn't have any symptoms. Um, and I have been careful in terms of, you know, my, my contact with other people and washing my hands and things like that. But you still never know, do you? So it was uh, it was good to, to know that I was uh, free of COVID. It's been probably a little over a month or so since we last spoke over, over Zoom once again back then. Um, since then, how have you found kind of this past month with regards to your camp and with lockdown restrictions being eased? I imagine it would have made life a lot easier for you with regards to finishing off that last month. 
you know what, even with a global pandemic, I've had the best camp of my life, I think, because I had a little bit, a few, like a week, month or so of just kind of ticking over and having a lot of time at home, a lot of time to rest. And then I've just been catapulted into full training and um, it's it's been great having that bit of a rest for me and it's it's been a lot easier. I've been able to get here, there and everywhere for sparring because I can just leave work at home and go straight away. So it's been brilliant. It's been the best camp of, of my life somehow. But yeah, it's worked. This will obviously be a very different uh, fight week to what you're used to and what you, you've gone through previously. But how, how do you feel about the experience of kind of tapering down, or getting rid of those last two or three pounds or whatever you've still got to just get off before Friday night knowing there's a different kind of structure behind being able to go to the gym and what have you? Yeah, it's no problem for me. I think for in lockdown, I've had to be very creative and dynamic with how I've, I've worked out, you know, even just running up and down the stairs, doing loads of hit training in my front room and things like that. So it's, it's not something new for me to change my routine of how I would usually be at home training. Um, and weight's not a problem for me at all this week. I haven't got that concern. So it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good here. I'm feeling great. Let's touch on those, those fights, well, those fights, the fight that you're getting ready for against Shannon Courtenay. Did the interview with Shannon probably about an hour or so ago, and she said she's been living in your head rent-free for the past year. Just go kind of your thoughts on that. So my thoughts on that is that we've got a very, very small pool of women in the UK who are pro boxers. And if you didn't know that I existed, what kind of advocate are you for women's boxing if you don't even know who's around in your way like do you just rely on foreigners um and it just makes her sound like she's up her own ass to be honest with you well, i think it's you know i, I knew that, that she was about because i do actively look to about who, which women fighters are, are around in the country it's important to know so that we can support each other and promote one another um so it's been a bit of a stupid statement really i've heard that she said that before but whatever you know it's yeah what should we expect from a pair of you come Friday night when you're in the ring, especially on the back of a brilliant fight between Terry Harper and Tasha Jonas this past weekend? You've got um, Taylor Pursuit next weekend. Some brilliant fights there for women's boxing. But what should we expect between you two? An explosive fight. An explosive fight, but with me dominating it. Rachel, I appreciate the time. We'll leave that there now. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. No worries. Thank you. Barry's second week of fight camp complete, headlined by Terry Harper against Natasha Jonas. What an incredible fight that was. It was fantastic. I didn't expect that sort of fight at all, to be honest. I thought that Harper was going to maybe dictate things longer and, and it was going to be up for Jonas to close the gap, but it, it wasn't. So she went right at Jonas and Jonas was more than happy just tuck up and throw some lovely hooks and uppercuts and yeah, and, and I thought she did, she did enough, to be honest. I was going to say, how did you score at home? Yeah, I had a, it's, it's different when you're scoring a token, you're, you're scoring casually. But I, I thought I thought Jonas won by a couple of rounds, that's how I had it. And I think, you know, I, I don't think it was a, a robbery, but it's one of those fights where you just feel someone was hard done by. And I think Jonas was, I just felt Jonas was hard done by. It's that, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's how, that's how you feel. I thought that you know, she did the better work inside. I, I know sometimes work inside don't always get the credit that, that it deserves, but I thought it was clear work. And I thought that some of the work that happened at the times was a little bit smothered. And yeah, but it was, it, either way, we, we, were, we were treated to a spectacle of, of, of skill. 
and and not quite a war of attrition, but it, it was tough. They had to tough it out, and and it was a great advertisement, not for women's boxing, but just for boxing in general. It was a it was a thoroughly enjoyable fight. It was, it was what you wanted a world title fight, a little bit of everything. Did you think Natasha Jonas had that performance in her locker? <laughs> no, I didn't, to be honest. Um, because she'd never had to show it, that's why. I didn't think that she was shot, that's for sure. Because I'd seen her after the defeat. I'd, I'd worked with some of the fights after and she looked really fresh and good. But the composure, I thought that she would, if she was rushed, that well, Harper did, that she would lose her composure a little bit. And she never, and that's what I was surprised at. She looked so focused, nothing bothered her. Even when she got caught with a few shots, she stayed nice and calm, kept the shape. And we, we talk about prospects keeping the shape, it's important to keep the shape. And you, to that is because when you get to world level, it's really important to keep the shape. And that's what she did. The elbows never flayed at once. She was inside, she was always the first one to work. She was always the last one to, to respond as well, you know, out of the clinches. I, I thought she was fantastic. The rematch seems inevitable, but do you think Jonas has missed her opportunity? She's 36, Terry Harper's 23. I, I don't think the age is really too much of a factor as such. I just, um, I just think that Harper could perform better. If Jonas allows her to, of course, she never here. I just think she made she made more mistakes than Jonas did, so that means she has, she can work on more stuff. I don't think Jonas made many mistakes, so you tend to think that was almost not a flawless performance, but one of, it was her best and maybe one of the best she can, can produce. But I didn't think she had that that sort of performance in it. Even if she would have won, I didn't think it would be as well as she boxed. So maybe she can do better, but you would tend to think that Harper could do better. And but still, Jonas could still win. I think Jonas has shown now that maybe she might have. Um, Terry Harper's number, which I never thought before. I've got to be honest, I thought Harper was going to win you know, quite wide, and I was wrong. Katie Taylor headlines this very arena in a couple of weeks. What a time for women's boxing. It's fantastic. And I think the most important thing about women's boxing is not just to have women fighting and on TV, it's the fights need to be competitive. That was the whole, that was the whole problem before that fights were, you had one good fighter and a load of poor fighters. But inevitably, over time, you know, the, the, the quality gets better, you know, the, the infrastructure and the amateurs coming up and now we're having quality against quality and it's good styles like the, like Bassoon and Taylor, it's just the perfect style you want for any fight, man, women, don't matter who they are, that's the perfect set of styles but that's going to make it hopefully another, if it's, if it's half as good as the first fight, it's, it's one of the best fights of the year. On the undercard, Chris Billum-Smith was just too much for Nathan Thorley, what did you make of that fight? Yeah, I, I, it, it looked like Nathan froze but I don't think he did. I think Billum Smith just went out there you know, as the champion and just you know, put it right on him, bossed it from David, planted his foot in the front centre of the ring, you know, bossed him with a jab, made him feel the power quite early. And I think Thorley then was just a little bit tentative to engage. And when you're, when you're thinking about, shall I engage? Your attacks are half-hearted and he got caught. And, once he got, and that, little hook, that little hook inside just shows maybe that he's not maybe a natural cruiserweight because it was on the temple, of course, but he couldn't really generate much power from that, but then, but Thorley's brave, but maybe, you know, maybe he needs to just, he'll come again, but I think, Bill and Smith for me, I think he's a fighter now that you can move on, I think he showed real maturity in, in his last few fights, and that one again, he just took a guy who he thought he was better than, and he bossed it straight away. You talk of Billum Smith moving on, there was talk of a European title challenge next, against the likes of Tommy McCarthy for the vacant belt, do you think that's a good option? But he's at that level, isn't he? Tommy McCarthy, Reactport again, you'd like to see that. It wasn't the greatest fight to watch, but I mean, for, for, you know, for, for evenness in, in, in ability, so I think that's the fight you want to see again. Tommy McCarthy, even though it's a European title shot, they're still at the same level. So that's, I think that's where, you, that's where you're at, that's where you're looking for. There's other fighters around, Dion Juma, there's, there's, there's loads. Every week now is like this in Britain. We, we, we've almost never had it so good. 
I don't feel. And I think that's, and so British level is sort of European level anyway, so he's at that level. On the undercard, Anthony Fowler was just too much for Adam Harper. Should Adam Harper's corner have pulled him out, do you think? I think so, but they know their fighter better than, than we do, of course. And the problem you have, when you have a guy who's got such a good chin and so tough like Harper, you always want to give him the op more opportunities than you would someone else who maybe doesn't like the battle. But the fact that he, he won win any rounds and, and he didn't have the power to hurt Fowler or even keep Fowler off, I thought it would have been enough. But Fowler was good, nice and composed, didn't rush his work. You know, I think he maybe could have got him out there earlier. If he would have rushed it, then he would have made loads of mistakes. I think he, he was smart and, and tidy with his work. I think that was, yeah, I thought he was a, it was a good display by, by Fowler. He boxed a guy a little bit below the level that he boxed at and dominated like he should do. And he can go back in now and this, this you know, again, that division, I say it every division, I keep saying the same thing, but that division is, is, is stacked domestically, it really is. Forget about the top ones we got with, with, with Brooke and, 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 Lee, and Liam Smith. All the rest of them, you know, it's really competitive and they can have a, a Super 6 or Super 8 tournament of their own. You talk about that domestic division for Anthony Fowler. Where do you think he fits in that division? <laughs> it's difficult because I can see him hurting everyone, but I can see him being outboxed by a lot of people as well. You know, I think achievement, I'd probably favour achievement. I might even favour Eggington maybe because you know, Eggington can be hit. But I think Fowler sometimes a little bit slow in some of his work. But he showed improvements the other night, you know, I think. And I think, but yeah, my, my worry with Fowler, I don't know why I have that worry, is that he takes a good shot, but I don't know how, how his mental state is if he's being totally outboxed. If he comes against someone like that, if someone can totally outbox him, how will he, how will he fare there? Someone who's a really good mover, clever inside. But he's in the mix. And, and when you have that raw strength that he has and the, and, and the attributes of those long arms to get inside, then, then he's always going to be a threat. His trainer, Shane McGuigan, talked up a European title challenge. Is talk of that premature? No. I, no I, I, again, I think, I think our domestic sort of level is sort of close to the European title, I think. I think the champ is Garcia still the champion. And I think that's a hard fight for him stylistically. Because again, a couple of things I just said about being, he was much struggle with a clever mover who, who, can, who can twist and turn. So he might struggle with that. But I, th I think, you know, because the domestic level is so high, high quality now, that they're almost at that level anyway. So I wouldn't be afraid to chuck him in. I wouldn't start him as a favourite, of course. But, you know, I think he's in with a shot just because of the strength alone. Next week, Felix Cash puts his Commonwealth title on the line against Jason Wellborn. How do you see that fight playing out? Um, I would say it's a coming-of-age fight but for, for Cash, but I think he's had that with Cullen, I think. Um, I think it might just be perfect timing, where Wellborn is tough and can give you an argument, and he will try his best. But I, I, just, I like everything about Cash, and I think his last fight against Cullen, where he, where he had more difficulties, and nothing, not a lot of things worked for him at times, was what sold him to me as a potential champion because I just think that you know higher than the, than the Commonwealth because I just think that he just stuck to his task, you know, adapted on the move. He does a lot of good stuff. Got fast hands, good feet. You know, hits hard. You know, I think his movement's pretty good. He can fight a bit inside. Can tough it out. Takes a good shot. I, I, so all those things added up. I can't see about Wellborn who started as a welterweight and now he's boxing at, at middleweight. And that's a lot of that to do with age, even though he's been in with some tough, hard guys and, and persevered at this stage of his career. I don't know whether he's, he's got that fire to really put it on Cash. I, I, I can see Cash boxing that an actually flawless performance, really, against a guy who's going to chase him down but not be able to catch him.
This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, joined by former IBF middleweight champion of the world. I love saying that every time with Darren. Sporting I, love a, I love hearing it. <laughs> sporting a 12 by 3 as well. Yeah, how are you? All good. Very well, thanks, mate. Have you explained why we call you Good Arm Umar? No, why don't you, do you want to do that? You and Chris, uh, every time I throw the tennis ball around, <laughs> Good Arm Umar! He's just got an exceptional arm. Honestly, it's pinpoint, it's very fast, he's just got a good arm. People probably think you're being sarcastic, but... Nah, it's good arm. That's good arm bird, yeah. Good arm Umar. Uh, Darren, obviously, uh, fight camps caught everyone's attention. Uh, first two weeks have been really good, especially with the main events. Um, this time, I guess, is a slightly lower profile in terms of the names. But when you look through the fights, they're all really 50-50s again. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a great show. I like I like it from top to bottom. I mean, I'll start with Sh uh, Shannon Courtney, Rachel Ball. It's a brilliant fight, Rachel Ball. Uh, lots of experience for someone who's only had six fights. You know, she really... Uh, she, she knows how to manage rounds and, and she's, she's a good fighter, she's game. Uh, Shannon is, I wouldn't say up against it, but as far as uh, a learning fight's concerned, this is a huge one and it's one that, to be honest, could go either way um, on paper. But I, I, I do think Shannon, when she gets in her flow and her rhythm, she, she's a very good fighter. So uh, expecting, expecting fireworks there. Uh, we go on to oh, Kev Lilly sat next to me, Mansouri's uh, coach. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mansouri. Mansouri, yeah. He's coach there, so I've got to be nice to him against Conway. But what we, what we learned about Kieran Conway is he's very, very game, tough, he's got a good engine. Uh, Mansouri, on the other hand, is, I think in previous fights, has looked, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say flat, more one pace but lots of lots of talent bundles of talent and for me has the could say upper hand of experience you know he's been the the english champ good fight another good fight um i think whoever can get in their rhythm earliest wins that fight for me but it's, it's a good fight and then we'll go on to zelfa barrett yeah. and eric donovan for me, I hadn't, if I'm deadly honest, hadn't seen a great deal of Zelfa Barrett. Very impressed with him. I know he's learnt loads from the, the Ronnie, Ronnie Clark defeat. He's a good fighter. I love how quick he moves out of range with his feet and he counters with a lovely left hook. And I think against the southpaw, which Eric Donovan is, is the perfect shot. If he can make, sort of faint, let Eric Donovan lead and come back with that quick, sharp left hook, I, I think he wins the fight. But it's still, you know, it's a, it's a brilliant contest. And then we're on the main event, haven't we? we? Missed one out, haven't we? Have I missed one out? Zelf. Oh, I have. John Dock, sorry. John Doherty. And against Fox, Andy yeah. Fox. Well, look, it's a step up. Anyone who's looking at Anthony Fox's record and saying, look, it's a complete mismatch, you, it just, his record don't tell the story. He's, he's as game as they come. They were going to take the fight. Uh, well, the fight was mentioned uh, a little while back. Uh, Tony said, look, he's not quite ready at Doherty. He's still young. He's got tremendous uh, pedigree, amateur pedigree behind him, but uh, still learning, still a baby. And uh, the, the time wasn't right then, but it is now. And off the back of that, Andy Fox went and got, was it two free wins on the bounce? Dwayne Sinclair as well. Dwayne Sinclair unbeaten, what was he, 10 and 0? Uh, and, and sort of beaten fairly comfortably. If, if I remember, yeah, yeah and he's 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 a nightmare. He's awkward. He, he's not afraid to let his hands go. Um, a, a, another one that I think punches harder than his record suggests. A bit like Mansouri, um, but it's, I'm a big fan of of John Doc. I think he 
He's got that great pedigree, like I say, but he has this red mist. He has this fire that um, I like, uh, and which makes him very exciting. And then the main event, it's, um, I guess, the, the tried and tested Jason Wellborn, um, former, former British champ, former world title challenger, who was doing very well very against Hurd. You know, getting on him and trying to outwork him. And I think, I think the commentator actually had him up, be it was only only went to the fourth round, but got stopped with a body shot. And we've touched on this before with other fighters. And one of the names that was mentioned before was James Tennyson down at Super Feva. He was fragile around the body. We see it against Martin Ward and against Tevin Farmer. Um, I just, um, I, I think moving up to middleweight, he'll be stronger and less fragile round the midriff um, but Felix Cash very impressed with him he's coming on leaps and bounds with Tony Sims every fight he's looking better and better he's dangerously spiteful similar to John, John Doherty he's got that bit of fire that makes him exciting so brilliant card top to bottom give Eddie a good run for his money there with that that was great salesmanship it went bad was it very good I've got to uh Got to keep the boss happy. <laughs> <laughs> Company man. <laughs> nah. Do you know what? Everyone gets stick, don't they? If you work for Sky, you get stick. You work for Matrim, you get stick. But to be honest, I try and be, especially when I'm commentating, because uh, I've been doing work with with uh, Chris Lloyd for the Zone uh, and the, uh, with obviously other international broadcasters. And I, I try, and I, and I like to think I'm, I'm I'm unbiased. And for me, my role is to sort of analyse what I'm seeing, how I think each fight can win and sort of coming up with plans for both and against both. Um, that That's my role. I, I, I don't think I'm biased. I try not to be anyway. To be fair, you've been getting a few positive comments about your commentary. I've seen anyways on, on Twitter and that. Cheers, but look, look, I've said it numerous times and I'm not just saying it. Boxing's like another limb to me. But without boxing in my life, I would be the, a shell of the man I am. You know, it means everything to me. I can't be a coach, um, it's not for me, but just doing what I do and commentating, sitting down with my friend Chris and commentating on fights is, you know, is a dream come true. If I was, I don't get to watch fights at home rarely anymore because I'm at older shows, but say if I was with my dad, my granddad, my uncle, my brother, my friends, we sit down and we, have, we essentially commentate whilst watching the fight anyway. Uh, that's what we do. So to be able to do it on these shows is fantastic. I, I really, I, I feel really, you know, truly blessed, and it's just my life. You know, it really is, and I and I, I hope those who do listen to me enjoy me. Darren, we didn't catch up last week. Obviously, a big talking point from last week was that Eddie and Frank Warren had a conversation right here on the phone uh, after Frank Warren's proposal to him, where he listed a number of fights uh, that Frank wants to kind of make with Matram. What do you think about the, the proposal? Firstly, before we talk about a phone call. Yeah, look. I, look. Where I'm not good is logistically the, the business side of things, uh, the different broadcasters. Uh, um, I, I, I'm not too clued up on that. Um, so I don't know if it is realistic, if, it's, if there's a possibility. Frank seems to think there is, but obviously right now I think Eddie's, well, there's no thinking about it. Eddie's very busy with this at the minute and obviously busy trying to make future plans. But I think some of the fights there that they put together uh, a brilliant, you know, Yard Boatsy, love it. You know, Jenkins, Connor Ben, love it. You know, there's loads on there that I would love to see. So if somehow, not one big show or two big shows, but if you can sort of, I don't know, want to show, put match two together, then brilliant. But again, I'm I'm kind of alien. Even though I've been in boxing all my life and in pro boxing for a long a long time, I don't really get how that 
could be made, but if it can, then brilliant. But um, I think it would suit Frank more, probably, wouldn't it? You know, uh, at the minute, I think. Yeah, but great. A lot of people I've spoken to about this just think that ten years they've both been in boxing. They've only spoke once, which was last week. They just don't see this happening, really. Well, look, the the, the good thing is that they've made contact. So for those that are desperate for them fights to happen, and me included, like I say, I, I like the idea of the fights. I just don't know if it can. But the first hardest thing has happened. You know, they've made contact. They've picked up the phone. They've got the book, the wheels in motion. So look, let's let's see what happens. Like as I said earlier, I'm a massive fan of this sport, and I love I love a lot of them fights, all of them. Um, so if they can happen, uh, and everyone's a winner, then then great. Could you imagine if they met and started getting on? See, that's probably going a bit too far. <laughs> uh, but look, I, I like the rivalry. I like the rivalry between Sky and BT. I like the rivalry between Eddie and Frank. I like the rivalry between fighters. You know, it makes things exciting. I like the rivalry on Twitter. You know, so many people give Eddie so much stick. So loads of people give Frank so much stick. You know, it's all pantomime. You know, people don't genuinely. I get everyone gets a bit of stick, but it is what it is. It's just. As long as you don't take it too serious, it's just um, part and parcel of, of the game now, life now, I guess, with you know, social media. But it, like I say, the, the hardest thing has happened. They've, they've got together, they've, sorry, oh. over the phone, they've <laughs> yeah. spoke. Yeah. Uh, but from what I'm hearing from Eddie, it was a very, you know, it was um, a nice, calm conversation. And um, let's see what happens. See where it goes. Let me just uh, ask you a couple of more issues in boxing at the moment. Obviously, this is a while ago where Billy Joe Saunders ruled so himself I'm up the sleeves. Showing the guns off. Gone. Yeah, just a while ago, Billy Joe Saunders ruled himself out of the Canelo fight for a couple of reasons. Says they're not giving me enough time, and also the purse, um, I believe, was about two million dollars for that Canelo fight. Just thoughts on that? It's not enough money, um, and if he is being messed about, that's not on. It's the biggest fight in boxing, you could say. Whoever fights Canelo, up there with AJ and Fury, I guess. But, it, you know, one of the biggest names, if not the biggest name, Canelo. So I think you deserve to get paid correctly and you deserve to get the, the correct amount of time to train for, which, you know, for most fighters would be between 10 and 12 weeks, I would say, if you've been ticking over. Um, so I, I take my hat off to Billy in the sense that he's not just going to jump at the opportunity uh, with four weeks to go or six weeks to go uh, um, at a, a lower a lower price. So fair play, fair play. I, look, you only get one crack at this career, and Billy's made lots of money. We know that uh, he's not doing it for the, for the money now. He's doing it to, for for legacy, if you like. Um, he wants to as a wasp attacking Umar there. Use your good arm and swat it out the way. Um, he wants to, yeah, he's doing it for legacy and belts and blah, blah, blah. So you, you, you fight Canelo at four weeks' notice and you, and you get beat. Do you get another opportunity? You know, so Billy, Billy Joe Saunders, as long as he keeps winning, is always going to be a big name. And uh, that hopefully that opportunity comes if you're a Billy Joe Saunders fan, end or, end or uh, early to mid next year. Someone obviously you shared a ring with inspiring. Many people believe he is probably the number one guy at the moment who's most likely to beat Canelo. Do you agree with that? If he's on form. If he's on form, like I, I've aspired with loads. Possibly none as good as Canelo. That's a bit harsh, actually, because I aspire with Froch, uh, Canelo, Groves, Degal, all unbelievable fighters. I mean, the list goes on. 
Uh, but Billy Joe Saunders for me was one of the, the best I've got in there with. And that, he was, I think I was British champion then and the talent was incredible. I found him so hard to hit and he was so quick. And I think if he, you know, turns up, he can give Canelo a run for his money. Um, but Canelo's some fighter, isn't he? Some fighter. You just got to look at his record. I mean, he, he's a fantastic fighter. Um, I think people just like to see him get in there and take the fight sooner instead of messing people around a little bit. But anyway, it's boxing.